Yep, I get it. I know exactly what you're thinking. Here we go. Another podcast. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you something. This just isn't any other podcast. This is the Vision Life 365 podcast, where we give you a front row seat to organic missionary work. My name is Jason Sykes, and I'm here with my co-host, Gary Hale, and we're coming to you from beautiful San Pedro de Macorís, Dominican Republic. We're here serving with the DR Vision team. Our podcast is designed to encourage you towards Great Commission living. Along the way, you get to see the good, the bad, and even sometimes the ugly of missionary work. We hope to encourage and challenge you on your personal sanctification and ministry walk. Here we go. Okay, guys, good to have you back. And uh, I know that we a lot of times talk about uh, the theme we're going to talk about today, but we want to give you some practical, practical, practical things to consider as you look into discipleship. Uh, it's a theme we hit often, but I would say that it's very much the backbone of what we do here as a ministry. Uh, we The preaching ministry is important. We have small groups, but that one-on-one investment as somebody uh, is really what ter- what m- gives them a solid foundation and really trains them in the future to be faithful to the, to the Great Commission. So I'm sitting here with uh, my good friend, Gary, and uh, we've just been chatting about it just a little bit. So Gary, what what would you say are some definite uh, aspects or different components? You got tired of us just talking about it. You're like, <laughs> oh, we need to go ahead and record this. That's exactly what we were just talking philosophically here a couple minutes ago. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to hit the record button. So here yeah. it goes. So yeah. what are what are elements, what are components of discipleship that you feel like are important? And I'll jump in on some of this stuff too. Yeah, well, I think, uh, okay, you need you need the word. I think you need the word of Absolutely. God to be center. So we're not looking for something when you're looking for a discipleship material. You're not looking for just a, a verse and then a story and calling that discipleship. Right. You're looking for something that's pretty intense, that getting you into the word, to study the word, to learn about God and learn about yourself and learn about uh, you know how to walk with him. Because yeah. ultimately, we want to take someone to a place where they can feed themselves right. on the word of God. The word of God, and if you ingest the word of God, it will transform your life. So that's one component I'd throw out. Yeah. And I want to say to that too, um, don't try to force an atmosphere um, that you yeah. can cut up, you can laugh, you can joke yeah, around, yeah, yeah, yeah. things happen. Um, you know, sometimes uh, people we, we discipled in Venezuela had kids. And so sometimes you have to stop for a moment and deal with situations the best of your ability. Uh, don't make it so formal that it just feels uncomfortable. Make it natural. Um, you'll get in conversations. Sometimes it takes away from the study, but you just kind of turn back in and, and, yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, I found too, that sometimes maybe you're not going to get as far as you want to in a study yeah. because you really hit one major point that, that really gets somebody and, uh, don't, don't push so hard. Don't make it so structured that you can't stop at that moment because man, those sometimes this is how God's dealing with them on certain things in their life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you speak to the reality of life and, and the discipleship is not about racing through lessons. So let's say you select a material that's going to guide you. It's very word centered, as we said. Um, it's going to get you in the word. It's going to get you unpacking it and applying it to your life and discussing it uh, with, you know, uh, you know, your your disciple. And but uh, it's going to be in a such that, you know, you may not get through the lesson that yeah. one week. You may have to do it in two weeks and yeah. you may have to do it. It may take three weeks because you're, you're, you want to see life change. You want to see the person starting to, to put what they're learning to use. Because here's the thing. If we, we have to ask ourselves, have we really discipled if after 18 weeks or after 30 weeks, after half the year and they are no different than right. when they came, yeah, yeah, then yeah. you just ran through lessons. 
So well, yeah. and, and right, you they need to live with their learning, and that's the vital aspect of what we're doing here. And and so there's really a two sides of it because we're we're coming out saying, hey, listen, you've got to be organized. You can't just throw something together right. because it, it's you know, hey, let's talk about uh, Adam and Eve today, and and you really don't have anything prepared. You know, don't run around naked. Okay, everybody, go home now. Um, you know, that's that's you can't you got to have something prepared that guides right. you in a in right. a organized way but don't again let that that structure overtake the the personal interaction or the work that the holy spirit's doing because sometimes sometimes that will just segue into something else that they're dealing with Mm -hmm. and you may find yourself a month working on something that has like a an offshoot of that issue that they need more information on and so you're going home studying trying to get them more more to chew on on that one particular thing. I mean, I yeah, found, that's a good point. Yeah. I found myself in that situation before. And so don't, don't run from that. Don't run from that. Definitely, you know, but use your material too to get you back on track if there's some distraction there. Yeah. And, and the other thing about, you know, choosing a, a material, you've got to ask yourself, is this going to bring us to spiritual maturity or right. put us in a place that we can, I mean, spiritual maturity is not just reading a book. It's actually applying the word of God to you. But so are, is that material going to cover the things that are necessary for that person to then be able to continue to grow uh, in Christ. There is a wonderful discipleship material. We use it in Venezuela. I know we use it some here. I know you've got two, one that the church was put together actually here. And then we have another one that we use called new life in Christ. I think mm-hmm. it's called, um, I don't remember the website address It may be NVEC dot org or dot com and nueva vida in cristo is what we use in spanish but they have it available in english as well and i'll tell you it's very very thorough um i haven't really found anything that i just didn't you know it, yeah. it seems like it's really doctrinally sound and it's quite a bit of i mean there's like three different or four different levels mm-hmm. and probably 15 or 16 different studies in, in each level so yeah yeah, we yeah. use we also use directions uh, out of uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had a couple of editions. We I think we got the the second one. We really like it because it's laid out into a um, a daily format, uh, f- five days. And yeah. So, like, let's say you're taking uh, the doctrine of uh, the Father. Uh, God the Father, and so then you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you have you know, scripture on that, but then you'll also have, you know, you have to answer some questions about that. This yeah. is not just, you know, high in this guy head, you know, heady, heady knowledge. It's about, okay. So based upon what you, what you're learning about the father, how does that apply to your life? And so there, there are very specific questions. Yeah. And this implies interaction too. Uh, right. This is not you just showing up and, and let me impart to you the knowledge that I learned this week, but it's actually sitting back and shutting up and listening a lot of times as to what God's taught them. Yeah. Um, and, Man, you, I don't know if you've experienced it, like I've experienced it, but uh, I've learned in ways that has challenged me when people pick up on stuff that I maybe had forgotten or maybe didn't apply to such a level in my life. And then all of a sudden they, they show something. I mean, I'm just saying I've been challenged in my own faith that, you know, so that's definitely an aspect. What about distractions? How would you, how, how would you handle those things? Cause I know we dealt with that a little bit when we were in Venezuela. Yeah. Well, I think. You know, you, you have to look overall. You you want a consistent uh, area, a place where you can um, be able to study and discuss. Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, and it's, it's surprising, you know, some people you would think uh, would be a little bit more attuned to the environment and uh, they're, they're distracted, but they don't even realize they're distracted. Uh, but, you know, I would say, you know, find a spot. Now, the actual, actual location it's it's pretty critical that you can have that place, but it's 
it's not set in stone and it has to be there. It right. Can, and, it, and it can move if it needs it can to. Move, right. Yeah. You yeah. just want to make, you want to make it consistent. So you, you've got to have a consistent place, uh, whether that's a coffee shop, whether that's grandma's house, whether yeah. that's a church building, you get the point. I mean, you just need a place where you can have the relationship. Now, distractions as in, uh, something comes up and you need to deal with that are teachable moments. And so distractions yeah. aren't necessarily, that's not necessarily a bad thing. My kids hated me in Venezuela because we, we, we discipled this one couple who had some unruly children. Yeah. And so I would say, Hey, we're discipling so-and-so and so-and-so tonight. My kids are like, Oh dad, come on, and dad. Hey, make, make, make the lesson short tonight then dad. Cause, cause you know, yeah. it always, it always <laughs> go along, but yeah, there's, you do the best you can, but those are also uh, learning moments. There was a, a situation I have a little, with a little boy on a Sunday afternoon discipleship I had at the house one time. And he was absolutely unruly. And I just picked him up, put him on my lap and he threw a royal fit, but he turned into my best friend uh, and really won the respect of the mom and the grandma through that situation. And it turned out really well. And it was just, it was one of those distractions that you don't necessarily look for, but once it happened, it actually was a great segue to a deeper relationship with that family. So you do what you can, you try to watch stuff the best you can, but you can't control everything either. No, you can't. And and, and again, it's it's not a canned, uh, it's not a, a, a teacher pupil type of relationship. It's too interactive, uh, interactive, walking together. Things are going to come up. Uh, but you know, you do want the person to be attentive. That's one of the things, the elements you got to have. The person's got to have a hunger as we've talked about it in in the past. They, they, they also have to come prepared, uh, you know, having read the scriptures and having, so personal investment, they They had that personal investment. And, And again, we've said before, if they don't have that personal investment, you're going to have to gently let them down because you might just be wasting your time. That sounds bad. Uh, let them know that they can get back on the interstate with you yeah. down the road. But Well, I'm going to take that one step further. This yeah. is a conviction I've had in, in ministry and missions, and I've seen this happen. And sometimes as we as ministers or missionaries or whatever, um, if you enable somebody to do something that's destructive to them and you act like it's nothing, then then if you're kind of complicit a little bit. In other words, you're enabling them to do something that's destructive to them. Um, then I feel like I'm responsible to a certain extent. So if I'm discipling somebody and they're always just not doing it and I'm like, ah, it's okay. It's no big deal. Then I'm kind of telling them it's no big deal that their walk with God is no big deal. That right. There's got to be some level of commitment. There's got to be some level of investment on their part. And if they're not willing to make it, it's not that, can I forgive them? Sure. I mean, it, it doesn't, it's not the end of the game for me, but it's really, it's hurting them. So to yeah. play it off, like it's no big deal kind of hurting them by saying, man, this is, this is super important. You really need to take yeah, the time. That's a good point. I mean, you're modeling what, what is important and the mm-hmm. values of what's important. And it's for that reason, sometimes it might be better depending on the dynamic and uh, of that, of that person and family, it may be better to get it outside of their house because it might yeah. be too easy for them to fall back in, you know, phones ringing, uh, kids are running around. They don't understand. They're not nearly as excited about discipleship with sure, dad yeah. as you are. And so, you know, that's where, uh, getting out of that atmosphere and getting to the coffee shop or getting in a room in the church or getting, you know, somewhere uh, or maybe to your house to where your family is all in on this. They understand right. what discipleship means. And so when someone comes over, you guys are going to sit in the living room and talk, you know, that's not the time to answer homework questions and play video games and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, so I think you need an atmosphere. Uh, so to review, you need the word of God. You need some sort of material that can help just guide you. That's going to help uh, you take that person on a walk. You need um, you need a consistent place where you can meet. Right. Uh, you need somebody that uh, has already demonstrated faithfulness 
and has a passion they want to want to learn. Um, I think as you actually do discipleship, as you start to to, to walk through that, um, you know, prayer needs to be part of that. You know, of all the things that the disciples asked Jesus to to teach them, you know, he, they never asked him to teach him yeah, teach us how to preach. Mm-hmm. That's just that's mind boggling to me. They yeah. never asked him, or it's not recorded. Maybe they did, but the Holy Spirit did not inspire that to be in the Word. As far as you know, teach us Jesus how to preach. Teach us how to teach a great lesson. Teach us how to pray. Yeah. So if that was if that was something that Jesus modeled. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's another good podcast, uh, idea maybe for us to just look at all the times that Jesus gets away and prays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell you in my own life, I think I said it from the pulpit a couple of weeks ago, but you know, I need, I need to pray more. And so, uh, you know, like we said before, if you're not, you're not going to take somebody on a journey that you're not going on yourself or haven't been on yourself. So if I'm not, if I'm not praying as much as I should, and yeah. how much am I going to instill that and model that in my disciples? Well, so that challenges me. And that's a good, that is right there. Another good element is just we have to be practicing what we're preaching, what we're sharing with somebody. And yeah. and you also have to be willing to admit when you're not where you need to be on stuff like that yeah. with people. Be honest and be transparent. Don't try to hide that or don't try to act like you're so spiritual. Let me, let me, you know, I'm so spiritual. Let me disciple you. No, I, hey, man, I'm, this is an area I struggle with. So I can't even tell you from experience because I work on it. But I, I've got a way to go before I, I feel like I, I'm doing it right. Um, this is also, you know, I want to be careful too. This is not a legalistic thing either, where no, we no. got this checklist thing saying, well, you know, if you, if you get to the point where you pray for ten minutes, you know, you're doing good, and you know, boom, boom, you you get your you get you win your prize for for that side side of things. Yeah, I'm saying, I mean, didn't uh, you know Jesus dealt with uh, the people that go down to the corner and they pray these long right exactly prayers, and so it's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's but there is about a you know, a relationship component with you in Christ that is modeled, you know, for that. So, so basically you're just trying to facilitate a, an environment that's organized with something that's followable or, or something that's got some organization to it. And you're trying to provide a, a situation where they have the best possible chance to grow. But at that point, then it comes to their decision of if they're going to invest, if they're going to do the, the work that's necessary. And then the second thing is if they're going to be consistent and faithful and, and, and come and, and be a part of that. Yeah. I think those are some of the elements. I mean, if we were like make, making a, a, a cake, uh, it's important to have those elements in right. that cake. And so if you leave off, you know, and I think where yes, I have a story where people get uh, off track on this is they go to one extreme, like, for instance, or the on, other or, right. or the other. So mm-hmm. they, they make it all about relationship. They have no organization and they're doing it. They're showing up and being like, well, we're just going to talk about flying by the seat of their pants, flying, you know, off the cuff. You know, they're just they're just talking and they don't have the. The years in Christ, mm-hmm. nor the the depth and growth to be able to do that. Now, a seasoned person who has walked with the Lord, that is in you know, is a really mature, like a, an elder, you know, in the Lord, uh, is somebody that can maybe just sit there and just open the Word and just do that. But most of us um, are still in this. Uh, well, if you feel mature, like you're going to lead somebody correctly and make sure you cover all the bases, it's yeah. good to have something organized because yeah, you can you can forget. 
I mean, you and I just talk about podcasting. I'm, I'm super huge on discipleship. And so, you know, and sometimes even trying to come up with a topic, we're like, well, you know, we've talked about that quite a bit, you know? So if if you have, we lay something out and we have some, some guidance to us that really helps us. But because, because that's, that goes back to almost like the expository preaching too. When you're expository, when you're using expository preaching, it's forcing you to deal with what's in the text and, and the discipleship is going to force you because otherwise we're going to have our hobby horses and we're going to have certain areas or, or, mm-hmm. or soapboxes that we were really strong on that. So we're going to naturally play to that. And the material is going to say, hey, Gary, uh, what's this saying about prayer? Right. And you're saying this is a weakest spot. You, yeah. you know, and just so. remember, it's not us shaping the person. It's really giving God a chance to yeah. shape the person through what they're learning, because he's going to do that to you. Right. Uh, you know, you, you gave the cake illustration. I got yeah, This yeah, is go funny. Uh, my sister we'll and I, some fun. years ago, my sister and I thought, well, mom's, you know, mom's at work. Dad's at work. Let's make cookies. I think we used baking powder instead of baking soda or baking something. We did. We, we baked, baked something that we shouldn't have baked. And we made these cookies and we tasted them. And they're the nastiest thing I've ever tasted in my life. They were so bad that we threw them out in the backyard and um, a few days later ran over them with the lawnmower because even the birds wouldn't touch them. Oh, they were man. bad stuff. Bad. Man. So you got to have the right ingredients. You, you got to have the right ingredients in discipleship. Yeah, you do. You have to have the right mix. And, and if all you're doing is, uh, you know, going through it as if they're a Ph.D. student and, yeah. and, and you're trying to get it all academic and you're doing that. Well, that misses the relational aspect of it. And that's so important. And I think we miss it on that side, too. And so probably each of us has a an extreme that if we're not careful, we could fall into. And it's really a balance. So you're just setting up some these, all these things are guardrails. Yeah, they're just guardrails. They're, they're, they're ingredients that need to be to be put in. I You know, obviously prayer, it needs to be a part of that. You know, people would say uh uh, memorization uh, would be, I know, um, you know, uh, Pastor Robbie down in Long Hollow, he, he memorizes passages w- with his, with his, uh, his disciples. That's impressive. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not strong on memorization, though. I'm trying to show that the, when it comes up in our study, I'm trying to show yeah, that, I'm but, horrible. but I'm, I'm, but I'm not good. But again, to the point, if I'm not strong, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be talking about that because right. I'm definitely not going to present something that I'm not. So there's, myself. Yeah. So there's actually a side of this is which being organized actually forces us to be growing as well. This is the other side of discipleship because discipleship yeah. is not just about them. It's really about us too. And so yeah. when we disciple, we hit weak areas that we can't necessarily come out and say, Hey, let me, th- Hey, I've got some experience here. Let me share it with you. Right. With, like with prayer or whatever it is, we could say, well, this is an area I'm growing in right now. I'm right. struggling. And so they need to see that we're trying God's to grace. God's grace. But then also that 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 through his grace, we're also, um, hey, we're trying to apply this too. yeah, not just that my disciple my guy on, on Tuesday nights doesn't need to sit here, okay, well, you know, I need to be praying more. Okay, and six months later, well, yeah, I need to be praying more. I mean, he needs to feel like, and you know how he's going to feel that when I text him during the week and say, hey, I'm praying okay, for you. Okay, you brought out a great point, you know too, saying? because, um, you know, like I said, there's a guy right now who's struggling, brand new in the faith, and he came real faithful in the very beginning, and then he's kind of skipping out a little bit. And and that communication throughout the week is just huge. We don't do it all the time, um, yeah. but, man, it's this isn't just a, you know, come, sit down, let me teach you something from God's Word, but just being a friend. And, and I think that aspect of it is not you can encourage them or, or question them. Hey, how's it going with your studies this week? But mm-hmm. really developing that friendship outside of the teaching relationship or, or I don't know, just, hey, how's it going? How's you know, how's your week going? How can I pray for you? But just being real personal and interested in their life, not just, hey, did you get your lesson done kind of thing? Because, yeah. I mean, 
you know, they're, they're showing the side of interest and all that is very important, but there's also another side too that we, we got to talk about. And that's just life happening. Life will happen yeah. with them and they're going to miss a time. You know, what you're looking for is desire and consistency. You're yeah. not looking for perfection because yeah. we don't have perfection. Yeah. I like what uh, Peter says, second Peter one, uh, five. And it says, um, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue mm-hmm. and to virtue, knowledge and mm-hmm. to knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience to godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity or love. And so, you know, you have these uh, things that you're building on in the Christian walk, and discipleship really allows you to allows you to do that, and not just for them, but for you. Yeah. And so, as you struggle, and you just say, "Boy, this is a, a struggle," but but then model model what it looks like to to get stronger and reinforce these things, yeah, not in the energy of the flesh, but allowing grace. No, and show to, them, to guide be you. transparent, show how God's taught you this week about your prayer life yeah. and God's worked in put, your. Put some action steps, and you know. So, um, Bible obviously has got to be the, the first and foremost. Second of all, some kind of material that's going to give you some some definite direction. Third of all, consistent place where you can be uh, as much as possible. If you got to change that up, you can. Uh, fourth, try to stay away from distractions if at all possible. You know, we'll try to get it a place where it's not too loud or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, five, don't forget the fact that it's not just about, you know, you teaching them, but you're in a learning position as well. I don't care if you've been in the ministry of 70 years. Um, there's something you can learn from what God's doing that's in their true. life. Yeah. So um, anything else you want to add to that? No, I think that's a good, that would be a good start. Yeah. Uh, so I would say yeah. just pray, uh, you know, pray for you know, pray that the Lord would connect you with someone. Yeah. Uh, if you're out there listening to this and, and, you know, I think we've said before, everyone needs a, a Paul in their life. Everybody needs a, a Barnabas. Uh, everybody needs a Timothy yeah. as well, a, a Paul, Barnabas and Timothy, Timothy. And we all need those types of relationships. And so uh, somebody needs us taking them under their wings and, and, and we need that too. Yeah. It, it's not just, it, it, we need that. And so yeah. um, anyway, I think, you want to be part of a discipleship relationship. And so it's very re- rewarding. You've, you've talked about that, Jason, about uh, you just a joy of seeing the spiritual. It will change your life. So it will change your life. That joy will motivate you. Once that's happened, if that's happened one time for you, uh, if you're just, when you same. made your post on Facebook the other night, I automatically identified. I know, I know what, I don't want to make it all emotional because it's not, but I know the feeling. I know the feeling that you're, when you, as you're writing those words, I know what's going on in your heart. I yeah. do. Yeah, sure. And that's just amazing. And you cannot, you cannot, you can't force that. That's just something that God does through that relationship. And it's just, it's absolutely will transform your Christian life. It will. Yeah. Amen. So, well, guys, uh, we're wrapping it up here, but we wanted to say thanks for being with us and hope you take these practical, practical things and apply them to your own discipleship. Um, that's and, a good cake. Yeah, we that's a good, a good cake. cake Don't leave the ingredients out. We got some good stuff that you need to be in. Uh, make sure that's in there. And uh, we both will tell you that it will absolutely change your life. So go make disciples. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again for listening to the Vision Life 365 podcast. Be sure to check out our website, Vision Life 365 org, And be sure to subscribe to our podcast for a new episode each and every week. Thanks so much for being a part and being with us here. And we look forward to being with you again next week.